Okay. Hello. Hello. It is one degree. Snow's melting again. We had snow through the week, which was bad. Well, not bad snow, just annoying that there was snow more than anything. Also, my my seat heater is on. It's annoying. <laughs> that was probably Maddie, right? The last person sitting in the passenger seat would have been Maddie. So, because Maddie and Ross were here over the week. They left Wednesday and Thursday, Maddie Wednesday, Ross Thursday. And that was fun. It was good times to have them and we had a fun time with John. John had a birthday. We actually went out to a restaurant, which was weird because <laughs> I haven't done that for a very long time. John, of course, knew the exact date the last time we were out of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. We went out. And, yeah, excuse me. And we asked him uh, about his incredible abilities to recall dates he says i'm smarter than you yeah he did say that <laughs> yes. well, in certain things we all have our strengths we all have our weaknesses but yeah uh it was actually quite a bit of fun i, I was i was a little trepidatious at first i haven't been in a restaurant except to pick stuff up to come take it home in well two years um but it turned out fine just fine um Went in, went a little early, so as not to, so as mostly to beat the rush, but also if you beat the rush, you also beat the chance of there being too many people in there. We're kind of coffee. <laughs> yes. But no one was, and it was pleasant. And I saw other people on the way in wearing masks on the way in and then taking them off. Mm -hmm. We had ours on until we got drinks and stuff and took them off. Um, the mask mandate is lifted in the province, which I am opposed to, however. I'm curious to see how many people will be wearing masks at the grocery store. My guess it will be less than 50%. I will be one of them wearing a mask. Oh, I will be one of them wearing a mask. Yes. Um, just because... I'm, I'm slowly getting accustomed to seeing people yeah. without a mask. Yeah, I mean, I don't see if a lot of I know, that, If I sort of know that they would be vaccinated like if they're a teacher there's a good chance that they are you know oh yeah but they also if they're a teacher they sit in a room all day with 30 yes. little covid vectors so <laughs> many of whom aren't wearing masks because their parents yes. are twits um but they would be i guess what i'm saying is like oh yeah there's more of a chance of them of being them being vaccinated super careful maybe Though they don't have to wear masks at work either anymore. We have to still, which is good. Yeah. Um, so I'm not used to, uh, I, like, you're still supposed to wear them on the bus. And I saw, well, John and I took the bus two days a week. John and I go at the same time. And um, we got on the bus and everything was fine. And then there yeah. were, were quite a few people. And then two people got on that didn't have masks on. And John looked at me and said, I'm going to the back of the bus. I said, yeah, I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> and we just did. And as more people are out doing things now, there are more people on the bus. Yeah. Which is a, it can be, I wouldn't say disconcerting, but well, maybe that's the right word. It's a little bit disconcerting when you're, oh, excuse me, sorry. Um, when you get on and there's, you know, people that are, have no mask on. Mm -hmm. It's funny though now how, uh, you don't hear people coughing and sneezing and stuff because 
<laughs> people just because of masks, people aren't getting sick so much. Yeah. So let's remove them forever. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I got masks in my pocket, as I always do. I think I will for the rest of my life just have masks in my pocket somehow. And uh, see how it goes. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, the universe is keeping the mandate, which is good. I'm glad. Uh, I don't understand why the schools aren't. Uh, it's weird to me. But, anyway. Like, not, not all provinces have lifted them. Some still have them. Nova Scotia, for example, is being smart. Or, I think. I'm sure Steve will tell us if they're not smart. figure out what, what my response should be if someone says, why are you still wearing a mask? I've read some clever responses people have on Twitter, like, well, I have TB. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, or, um, I have a horribly mangled face from the war. <laughs> Just say something. But yeah, I... Today I'm having uh, a thing called Parallel Parking. Mm -hmm. I saw that in the calendar. Um, it's with Maria Lar Parallel Ilaria. Maria Parallel Ilaria. It took me a long time to learn her name. Maria Parallel Ilaria. And to say, to say it in the right order. And you would be Isabella Michaud. Yeah. So it's uh, Parallel Parking with Maria and Isa. And... Um, going to be interesting we're we're doing sort of collaboration uh, collaboration with my backpack yep um, and she's she's done very well with adapting to it and um, cool it's always a fun time yesterday I had a visit from uh, a teacher who was doing um, some work for um, her history uh, class. Uh -huh. um, I think it's women in history. That's her theme. Okay. And um, she asked me like really big questions that I could only answer sort of in a middle kind of ground because they were very broad. Okay. <clears throat> um, but. She asked me about being a woman artist, uh, and there's always the answer for uh, the general answer, and then there's the the answer sure. for here, you know. Yep. Um, so the answer for here differs a little bit. Sure. Because we're a small community. Yes. Of course, some things happen, mm -hmm. uh, but. It's not comparable to uh, Toronto, you know? Oh, it's only 75,000 uh, people here. There's that's the the standard that people yes. uh, judge us by. And, yes. Um, 
just because like this is a city organized with the same sort of yes. setup. I got it. Uh, yeah, I understand. With the internet and you know, in 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 people's minds, the same opportunities. It's not the same. It sounds vaguely like being a professor at the smallest university in Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, or exactly the same. <laughs> so when you're TAs and graduate students, excuse me. Yeah, like there's um, a sort of uh, understanding, a general majority kind of understanding, and then there's ours, and then again there's a smaller town beside us. Of course, yeah. You know? That's right. That's right. Um, their understanding. Yeah, you can you still know. have, you know, um, your perceptions are always going to be colored by your own experiences. That's mm -hmm. how learning works. That's how cognition works, right? So, yeah, yeah. So what applies here doesn't even apply in Echo Bay, a town 10 minutes outside of this city that has a thousand people in it. When, when more and more, when I'm getting engaged in, in the arts uh, with, with peers, yeah here yeah. uh it has to be with thunder bay north bay right it's all Sudbury. the all the urban centers it, eh? it has to be like a collaboration kind of mindset yeah. of northern ontario which is you know an it's area a, of it's an area 15, bigger than many countries in hours in between like maybe like maybe even more than that well, 20, if you were to drive from hours, say dryden all the way to Mattawa, that's a day. Like, that's literally 24 hours on the road. I don't think people get the idea of how, especially people in Southern Ontario, but just generally, don't get the size of the, like the vastness of Ontario. Like, it's really big. Zoom and the pandemic has, in a way, yeah. shortened those Oh, totally, that's one of, if you want to talk about an upside, which I wouldn't say, yes. but it is, it is taught us that. Yes, that's right, that is true, I agree. It, it definitely um, taught me to to look for these opportunities totally, and, right? and uh, try to mm -hmm. get in the foot in the door of, yes. of those possibilities yes. and just kind of, hello, I'm Isabelle, it's a St. Marie, you know, like I keep doing that around certain circles, it's just like... Yeah. Uh, L'Association Canadienne Française de l'Ontario, uh, you know, if they have their AGM, I go in it and I say, hello, bonjour, je m'appelle Isabelle, je suis de Sault Sainte Marie, you know. Yep. And that way it kind of broadens a little bit my, my reach in, yes. in the sense of I might find a, an opportunity in their website or their Facebook. And, yeah. You know? No, totally. But somebody else in Toronto would have 20 opportunities to go to Mercer Union, AGO, uh, Royal Ontario Museum, UFT is having an opening for whatever, <laughs> you know, like you'd go and yes, it would be more um, competitive, definitely, uh, you know, you're competing with millions of people in Toronto definitely uh, but here for you to grow yeah. uh, to a level a recognizable level of you know the work you make is is comparable that's you know and 
without having a master's in fine arts. That's and plus being a woman. So I was trying to explain that in but I was meandering a lot, you know, like I, I never get to the point. <laughs> As listeners to the podcast will attest. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, that's not all you Yikes. As long as you gave honest answers, you shouldn't care. Yeah, 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 no. I, I just wish that, some, you know, like sometimes you go, oh, I wish I'd said wish that. Wish I'd said that. Yeah. Wish I'd said that. Believe me, the number of times <laughs> when I'm recording with Steve, for example, and I think just after I'm done, it's like, why didn't I bring up this point if it just occurred to me? You know, uh, that happens all the time. You know, it's, yes. it's, sure. Oh, I should have said this. Or in class even, you know, you finish a lecture and it's like, oh, it was that thing I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's a way I could have explained that, you know. Oh, what a mess this road is. Oh, but what was nice is we got a little bit of a, a chat and she said that awesome. they're, they're thinking of moving uh, with the mill market at the machine shop there. Yep. yep. Which would be a really good place for the Saint Francophone to be because makes it visible they would yeah they would be able to do partnerships with other entities around there and it's kind of a traditional place for Francophones to be with the, the Hudson Bay company that was yeah, I guess right so. there the, yeah, I the guess old so. locks and like there's a historical sort of area there um, and get out of a Catholic school you know, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think I generally think. that's a good idea. Just I think that's just generally a good idea for all things and all people, actually. Yeah. Um, make it uh, broad yeah. for, for people. And, yeah, yeah. You know, if other francophones are in the community, they'll, they'll feel more uh, um, inclined to go yeah, uh, meet. Yeah. If, if there's somebody there in the office at the Saint Francophone and, you know, it's a welcoming person that that's bilingual and, you know. Sure, uh, it's different it than, you're not going to get a lot of drop-ins in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a school. Yeah, yeah we're, we're like too, too much on each other's, like too, not incestuous, but, you know, yeah, too, too sent. Francophone centered where we are and, and already, so you wouldn't get anyone else coming. in a good way because yeah. people are just kind of doing their jobs. They're coming in, they're coming out. They're not, they're, they're teachers, so they're busy and you know, like exactly. So it's it's not the same. But if they go with a more kind of sort of corporate innovation, economic development, that's where the Saint Francophone should be should yeah, yeah. live you know right no so, it makes sense yeah well i guess i'll go find out how many masks <laughs> yes good luck thank you yeah. see you soon okay so yeah it's a little bit of a breeze here it's about one or so the car says one i It's dirty as hell because it's early spring.
So I would say close to 80% of people still have masks on. Okay. So that's good. Uh, oh, yeah, it's there. Yeah, something like that. It, 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 in fact, I would say the percentage... Nothing changed. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I was always surprised when I saw a maskless person. I've seen maybe five during the whole pandemic in that store. So it wasn't... In fact, the percentage was higher of non-masked people among employees. They were, they mm -hmm. were, it was more like 50-50. Yeah. Which I don't understand because if I was in a building all day, I think I'd probably want to have one on. But <laughs> Like my cashier, I chose a cashier because she had a mask. Yes. I also, and happily, she was my favorite cashier, so. Yes. Because um, when you shop at a store for 15 years, you get to know all the cashiers and some of your... You know, they know things about you just because over the years you talk, you just sort of make small talk, you know, nothing huge. I don't want to have a big conversation, but you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's and then they've taken the, 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 the stand six feet away stickers off the floor. Which, frankly, they could have done a long time ago, mostly because the standing six feet or two meters away from people with the new variants does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it was a good way to keep people apart, but really the distance should be more like about 15 meters. Which is like, yes. make, be sure to stand 45 feet apart. <laughs> it wouldn't really work, right? Yeah. Um, so I get why they, you know, but they took them off. But yeah, every, a lot of people had masks on. I, I was very happy with it. I was, I was expecting to be the only one in the store to be virtuous enough to have a mask. Oh, there's a title, to be virtuous enough to have a mask. <laughs> virtuous enough. Okay, I just gotta finish writing that down. I'll remember the rest of it. Because oftentimes when I say there's a title, I don't, and if I don't write it down, I completely forget, and I'm not going to go back in and find it. So what I should do is take a screenshot of what the recording time is. Anyway, so uh, I heard that uh, now the Russians are saying all we meant to do was, was quote, liberate, as they say. The east to Donbass, we weren't really trying to take Kiev. We weren't trying to. Uh, it's just, you know, so we did that on purpose. We lost 15,000 troops and 200 tanks on purpose. Because... The Russian military basically is like a kid who falls off his bike and says, I meant to do that. But then also kills 50, you know, tens oh of thousands of people. God. Um, but. What's, are they retreating or no. are they being pushed away? Oh, they're being pushed away. The Ukrainians are amazing. Um, when you have eight years to plan for something like this, which they had, they had eight years, right? Ever since 2014 to plan for a, a potential Russian invasion and then they got all this gear from NATO, and I'm pretty sure they're getting intelligence from NATO. Like, uh, I'm almost certain of that. There's actually rumors that the SAS are on the ground, and if the SAS are on the ground, so are the Deltas and JTF2 and all those guys. So, yeah. Um, and I do follow a guy on Twitter who's one of the Ukrainian Foreign Legion guys. He's an ex-American soldier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. He, he posts videos like two or three days later of engagements. Like, he, yeah. And he's like, he just joined Twitter. He's like, I don't know, I've never done this before. 
and you post the thing, he's got like a thousand followers. Next day, he's got 1.6 million. He's oh like, my God. He's like, my phone's kind of blowing up. I'm going to turn it off for now. <laughs> but he's clearly an ex-soldier, and you can see that, like American soldier, and you can see the others are. There's a, there's a couple of telltale things. It's the way they hold their, their rifles. It's, it's yeah. A, it's a, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's, it's fascinating to watch. It's fascinating to watch. And... <laughs> You know, you think all, you tend to have an idea that the military are all right-wing kind of people. Yeah. Uh, he isn't. No. <laughs> no. His, it's interspersed with video of, of combat actions he's in and how much he hates Tucker Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> and Fox News. <laughs> so he's an interesting fellow. The kind of guy, I think I'd probably like to hang out with him. But yeah, so I've been... It's, it's all very fascinating, the whole thing. And horrible. I mean, obviously horrible. The fact that the Russian military has the operational art skills of, you know, what did my friend, my friend said, my friend from Russia who had said that, <laughs> he said, you know, I think Putin thinks he's playing civil, Sid Meier's civilization. Uh, you want anything? No, nope, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Right back. Very popular song in Ukraine right now. About the Bayaktar. Uh, what's it called Bayaktar? Uh, drone they're using. And people there are playing this song.
поліція спрацює рашистів ніяк не загодить, тож винен, що в нашому полі глухар. Веде пропаганду кремлівський угод, слова пропаганди ковтає народ, тепер нове слово знає їх цар. Yeah, that song's called Bayraktar. It's a Ukrainian song that they that a, that a guy wrote just as the war started because they use these drones called Bayraktar drones. I think it's Bayraktar. And uh, let's see. Bayraktar. Yeah. So in Ukraine's song, that was a remix of it, but it sounds like that and it's about how these drones are flying overhead and harassing the russians and killing their tanks it also mocks the russian food which is kind of great and the thing it's amazing is watching people in places where the russians have taken over in some of the few places they've taken over because people sing this sort of edm song as a patriotic song it's really quite amazing Bayraktar. They sing it as a patriotic. It is a patriotic song well, when it's a satire. Well, no, it is a patriotic song. It's a, it's making fun of the Russians and telling them these Bayraktar drones are going to kill them. Uh -huh. It's singing. It's Ukrainians singing to Russians. Yeah. Is the way the song goes, and it talks about how you know when you're lying in bed at night, uh, uh, you know there's still the, the the drones are still overhead. Yeah. I wonder if I can find it. Uh, Bayraktar uh, English lyrics. Uh, yeah, I was. I have the 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 uh, English English version, but the guy is Ukrainian, so it it works better uh -huh. in, in Ukrainian. So here's some here's a translation. See if I can. Yes, the occupiers came to us in Ukraine with brand new uniforms, military vehicles, but their inventory melted a bit. <laughs> and then Bayraktar, Bayraktar, Russian tankers hid in the bushes to. <laughs> Uh, don't know what this means to sip the fucking shitchy. They say fuck a lot in Ukraine. I really think I get along with these people. Uh, but the broth overheated a little bit in the bushes. <laughs> uh, sheep came to us from the east for the establishment of a great country. The best shepherd of the sheep flock says Bayraktar. Their arguments are all kinds of weapons, powerful rockets, machines of iron. We have, we have a comment on their arguments. Bayraktar. They wanted to capture us right away, so we hid a grievance for the orcs. They also call them orcs, which is like, <laughs> which is pretty great, right? Oh my god! It seems like all that kind of yeah, Tolkien stuff. No, but it's huge they're there. Acting like orcs. 
He makes ghosts out of Russian bandits by Rektar. Russian police in a start is starting a criminal case, but still does not find a killer of Russists, which is, I guess, I don't know what that means. Who is to blame? Uh, is that there is a capper, I don't know what that word means, in our field by Rektar. The Kremlin freak is conducting propaganda. The people swallow the words of the propaganda. Now the czar knows a new word by Rektar. It's kind of great. And he wrote it, the government, like Zelensky just said, because I guess this guy's a big, he's a hip hop star yeah. in Ukraine. And apparently, I guess Zelensky's office contacted him and said, could you write a song? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll write a song. If that's what I can do, that's what I'll do. So he released it. And of course, it's huge all over Eastern Europe. And it's always played on the radio in Ukraine. And, uh, but, but the weirdest thing is seeing people singing this song, which is the version that I played there was basically like a EDM remix, but it's basically kind of a hip hop slash EDM kind of thing. And people are playing the song on their phones and dancing like they're at a rave and all these Russian soldiers are looking at them and they're singing these lyrics to them. Things like, you're eating cabbage soup out of a shoe. Now the, now the, now the soup's boiling, it's gonna boil over. And of course that means they're just getting hit with another drone strike. It's, it's kind of amazing. Uh, it's the whole thing's amazing, and I just wish it would end. Uh, it's just wish to hell would it's end. All Fucking ridiculous. Of course, it's ridiculous. It's just, well, yeah, like there's no point to war. There's no point, whatever. Okay. You know, there's just no, no understanding it. It's completely absurd. It's, it's pretty just, rare when there's such a clear right and clear wrong, too. I mean, it doesn't usually happen. And yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, and as Bartlett said, I President Bartlett said in the West Wing, that usually is a day that ends in people with body bags. Yeah, I, I think they, they've they've covered it in a way, like when we look at it from different angles, yep. from uh, the BBC, from the CBC, from TV Sync, we see the emphasis is on different aspects CNN always goes for the the big points the major points yes, it just replays the, it over BBC goes in, in uh, at adjacent towns and speaks to people on the ground so you get a real you get the real kind of voice from the ground so it's uh, very interesting CBC grabs people uh, at various points, um, human humanitarians, that kind of thing, uh, former generals, uh, and then sure. we get we get individuals' viewpoints a lot from the CBC. CBC also has a guy who lives in Kiev, who's Canadian, but he's lived there for thirty years. Like he moved to Kiev, and he's he's a lawyer, and they have him on a lot. He's about my age, and he's of course joined the army like everybody else, uh, and. He's really great because he's Canadian, so he has a common thing with you when you're watching it, but he's also Ukrainian, and it's, so it's an they interview him a lot. I forget his name, but he's a fascinating guy. Um, yeah. No, you're right, you gotta look at different sources, and I mostly look at the news, like I just checked the news, because after the first few days, there's a couple things, you get sort of fatigued from it, yeah. but also you find that I mean, in the first few days, things weren't clear. The situation is pretty clear now. So, 
I mean, it's ugly, but it's pretty clear. Well, at the same time, as fast as it's moving, I think um, nations are quick at get, gathering their data, their proofs, and um, playing that uh, long, long-term card um, so they can affect a change in a way that keeps everybody safe. Uh, but it's re it's it, it's really heartbreaking to see it all affect you know um, old folks and pregnant women. And oh sure. Innocent children, you know, like oh no, that that, that, that is unreal. Yeah. Is It really is. We're so connected today that uh, it's unavoidable. You're going to know about it. See, one of the one of the issues they had, the Russians are having, besides the fact that they don't know what they're doing uh, and they're shitty at what they're doing, uh, is that I don't think they banked on the fact that we're so connected now that they didn't realize video was going to get out constantly and stuff mm. so they can make things up all they want like say things like you know what they said about the hospital they blew up mm. they said that the ukrainians did it mm -hmm. like the ukrainians wouldn't bomb their own hospital that's just patently stupid so they say things and then you go you watch and you can actually watch a missile hit and go no that's actually a russian missile like people who are experts could look at a munition freeze frame and say i know what that is mm -hmm. um yeah, exactly. So, and because Zelensky, of... Zelensky... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Zelensky was, from the start, appealing to Putin not to do this. Yeah. And they never attacked first. No, they didn't. No, no, this Just, is, this is unprovoked no bullshit. No, there's not. There's no case. There's not. It's unprovoked bullshit. It's, 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 it's literally imperialism. Um... And that's just what it is. Plus, you can use the Russian, the Russian propaganda films. Those are also evidence. You can use that. You can use Putin's words that he said publicly. Oh yeah, uh, Ukraine's not a real country. Can, it shouldn't exist. Yeah. You can use that. Yeah. Um, there's all that. Yeah. Uh, out there. Yesterday, he blamed. Uh, he makes these speeches, and they're just increasingly bizarre. Like, he was talking about, for example, yesterday he said that this, a lot of this was uh, the West, the West, because it's all our fault that he attacked another country. Um, and, you know, if you're one of these people say, well, NATO expanded, people want to join NATO. NATO doesn't force people to join NATO, so shut up with your bullshit. Anyway, he, um, he blamed it on the West, and I'm not kidding. He blamed it on Harry Potter. He blamed it on gender fluidity and cancel culture. I am not kidding. So it's it's the old guys the old guys that's rambling. That's what he's trying. Yeah, he's basically yeah. an old uh, grandpa. This is, well, my, my friend there calls him an old grandpa with nukes. Yeah, that's right. He's your disturbing uncle that also has a nuclear stockpile. Um, but yeah, now it's amazing. It's just amazing. 
whole thing is bizarre. But anyway, I, I just... You don't have to go to Eminem. There's nothing on the list. So you don't have to go. Which is good because it's got this giant... It's almost like it's a... Canyon between the road and Eminem. It's like it's only a couple of. It's about six inches wide and about eight inches deep. It's like it's got it's got a moat. Um, but yeah, so no, he's just an unhinged twit. Of all the things I ever heard people like Reagan say, and I'll tell you, Reagan said a lot of dumb things. I never heard him, even the, well, it's an evil empire, mommy. That's not as weird as blaming this on cancel culture. Uh, he sounds like uh, Gaddafi, right? Remember Gaddafi? Nescafe. Nescafe. He's got the umbrella, and he's in the People's Square, whatever he called it, or Green Square. And he's like, uh, it's because they, uh, the West, it's always the West, eh? Because we all get together and have secret plans. Uh, put mind control drugs in the Nescafe, which yes. was... I, it's that likely. Blaming this on Harry Potter and gender fluidity is maybe even more unhinged. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's... Uh, Aw, look at that cute little girl with her backpack and she has a toque with ears on it. Aww. For a walk or going grocery shopping or something, I guess? Must be going shopping. You would normally yes, go. Yes, a giant tiger. Yesterday, yes. Tanya and I, uh, in my studio, we were talking about how underwhelming giant tiger was. Yeah, it's not even whelming. It's <laughs> underwhelming. It. it was like I've she never described been it exactly how I would have described oh, it. Oh, how did she? What did she? Uh, like, well, so she she but, said all the hype. I, I don't understand. You can't. I didn't even get the hype. See. You get get in there, and you can't see where you're going. It's it's like a maze, and yeah. all the, the shelves are are like stacked close together, and and the stuff is shit. Like it's worse than Walmart. Yeah, Walmart looks like good quality compared. <laughs> and she talks about how much she loves Dollar Tree. <laughs> It's like, I think it's worse than Dollar Tree, the quality of Giant Tiger. The thing is, dollar stores, you know what you're getting. They aren't trying to, look at this. Yeah. Put your flag away, you look like an idiot. Yeah, it's, it's weird. the convoy people. It's convoy people, yeah. Stupid yeah. asshole. Um, it's funny now that waving a flag, actually, you know, usually unless it's like your national day or there's an international hockey game, waving a flag, you're an asshole. That's pretty much Unless it's the national day of the... And that's still a little over the top for me. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, Dollar Tree, Dollarama, Dollar Store. You know what they are. And they know what they are. They're selling cheap, knockoff things made by Chinese political prisoners. Oh, God. Whereas... Other... Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it's, it's lower quality than the Dollar Store but it's more expensive than the dollar store. That sounds like a bad combination. Why were people so excited to get a giant tiger? Yeah, exactly. Like we we're both saying, yeah, people just like... People really wanted that thing to be here too. My goodness. That's all people were talking about on Facebook. Yeah. Well, the other so one they always today. talk about, of course, is Costco, but it's never coming here because it's too small a town. 
Yeah. And my other favorite is people saying, we should get an Ikea. It doesn't work oh that way. God. Ikea needs literally millions of people. As yeah. Do they, they don't, um, you know. Like well, I, it's funny how they think about development as stores coming in here no. instead of services or social social development. Now you see those things cost they cost my tax money. But they they provide full-time oh. jobs, solid, you know, uh, solid base for employment and I understand you're, you're, you're right. Culture and uh, and besides that, they're also and just wildlife great. here is beautiful. Sure. And so much potential here for growth. Totally. In in sustainable developments. One hopes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. But people get excited about stores, and I get why people do if they've literally never left Sault Ste. Marie, I guess. That's my only... And when there's a wind farm, it's it's like, oh, it's going to give us cancer. <laughs> when yeah. the yeah. steel mill more giving cancer... Well, the wind farms don't do have any adverse effects. It's the fucking wind. They have adverse effects if you jump up, <laughs> if, if you could somehow jump onto the blade and it cuts you in two. That's an adverse effect. But you see, that can't happen. Things like the hub trail are really contributing to oh, yeah. beautiful community development. And over the years, because I ride the hub all the time when, when the spring comes, it, the number of people on the trail has increased so much over the years. Mm -hmm. Because people now know what's there. So you yeah. see people that walking with their kids, walking their dogs, cycling, jogging, whatever. The um, bus transit has gotten better with that app, I, I imagine, that it's working. What app's that? The app for knowing where the bus is. I don't think that's in service yet. Oh, okay. Wish it was, because I wouldn't have missed the bus a week ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was launched and good to go. <laughs> I don't think so, unless I'm missing something, which is certainly possible. I know that's coming. Yeah. So it's snowing again, but it's not going to stick. This is that little, very light snow, and it's a, what is it, one or two degrees? Zero. So it's probably not going to stick, which is good. But it's really melted a lot in a week. All right, we'll see you next week. And speaking of foreign songs...
Straßen fliegen.